And yeah, it's recording perfectly. Okay. We have podcast. We have podcast. We have podcast. Let me grab. Let me grab the uh, the write up so that I have my facts in front of me. Because Lord knows I don't want to get my facts wrong. <laughs> I mean, the seriousness of the subject matter requires requires strenuous research. <laughs> you know what, sir? It does. <laughs> Okay. In 1977, Star Wars was a cultural phenomenon, smashing box office records and beginning a franchise that remains one of the world's most profitable to this day. How could you possibly screw that up? Well, in 1978, some TV producers decided to give it their best shot. Well, I'm sure everyone entered with good enough intentions, the end result has become legendary for its low quality, terrible execution, and being an all-around unwatchable mess. On this episode of Relative Disasters... The Star Wars Holiday Special. Welcome to Relative Disasters, the show where I tell my sister about strange, dangerous, and interesting historical events, their context, implications, and any related sidebars that tend to distract me. My name is Greg, my sister's name is Ella, and Ella, today I'm joined by all of my Geek Night friends. <laughs> and And Child Unit A, uh, all of us accomplished nerds in our own rights, and we have just sat down and watched the Star Wars Holiday Special. Pray for us. It was certainly an experience. Your, your thoughts, everybody? <clears throat> Um, I need to cleanse myself. <laughs> so, so I've been mulling over the analogy in my head a little bit, and I think the best okay. one is like an exciting car crash. <laughs> <laughs> you, you cannot, you cannot look away uh -huh, because uh -huh. there is an, a new horrible thing horrible about to happen or disappointing thing happening. Uh, our main sources for this discussion come from various retrospective articles, the documentary A Disturbance in the Force, which is a fantastic watch, um, <laughs> statements from the cast and crew, including Carrie Fisher's great autobiographies, Wishful Drinking, and The Princess Diarist, uh, as well as sitting down and watching the thing. Um, okay, so let's get this out of the way. Um, some movies can have a so-bad-it's-good fun quality to them. Uh, and while there are some aspects of the holiday special that are better than others, uh, is this a fun thing to watch? With no. others. With, with others. others. Okay. Yes. yes. With Do others. not watch it alone. Yeah. Your brain will melt and run out your nose. Yes. This is practically group watching or Required. Like, yeah. 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 Do you can't not watch it by yourself. Your brain Do not do it alone. So it's the same premise as the the man smelling something horrible and then immediately needing to share it with a friend. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. 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 There is that aspect of it. This smells gone bad. Here, taste it. <laughs> <laughs> this Star Wars has gone bad. I need you to watch it with me. Uh, um, I could. I, I. I did not blink. Just like Luke did never blink. Yes. Oh, it's oh, true. Yes. <laughs> Only animated Luke blinked. <laughs> and so did C3PO. C3PO blinked more right. times than Luke. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in the late 1970s, holiday specials were fairly common, with television programs having either special holiday-themed episodes or specials being produced specifically for the season. Often these were star-studded events with guest musical acts, uh, playing more into the variety show area of programming. Uh, variety shows have been around for a very long time. They date back to the original vaudeville theater, where you'd have, you know, a singing act, a magician, a juggler, and a comic act all following each other. And the television variety show usually followed suit. 
slamming as many interesting acts together as possible to create a variety of experiences for their audience. Also in the 1970s, and I did not know this, um, sequels for films were not as prevalent as they are now. So many, if not most, films were intended to simply stand alone, and things like the modern film franchise were unheard of. So after its initial success, Star Wars was moved into production on a sequel, and the prevailing wisdom of the day was that if you were going to do a sequel, it needed to come as quickly on the heels of the initial film as possible. Anything longer than two years, and your audience would no longer be interested. <laughs> so knowing that Star Wars 2, which would become The Empire Strikes Back, would not be able to hit theaters until 1980, there's a real push to put something, anything, Star Wars out there <laughs> to maintain got, public interest. real lucky this time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, George Lucas was open to such a project, so when some CBS executives came calling with the idea of doing a holiday special, he thought that this would be a good idea. Okay, just to get this out of the way, um, George Lucas takes a lot of disrespect for his ideas process and while some of that is justified uh i like to be charitable with mr lucas and say that his imagination could get in the way of good filmmaking or storytelling for example uh if he'd had no creative checks during the production of star wars we would have gotten a film called the adventures of star killer as taken from the journal of the wills yes i'm pronouncing the wh in wills mm. uh saga one the star wars okay Han Solo would have had gills. Uh, Luke Skywalker would have been a part of a family with dwarfism and also perhaps been a 60-year-old general. And uh, C-3PO would have been what's described as an oily used car salesman. Uh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Uh, so thank goodness that, you know, the technology of the day could not keep up with that, that, that vision. Uh, and that he was, he so famously had the dog will just be part of the background noise this episode. That's just what we're doing. Uh, and he so famously had no time and no money. So if something broke on set, well, you just keep going. Duct tape. Um, there's a great, there's a great like uh, sequence where he's trying to film some stuff in Tunisia, and uh, poor Anthony Daniels is in the C-3PO suit, and he keeps like tipping over, and George Lucas has to like catch him. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. Dying from the heat. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Literally being steamed alive. He's cooking in his own foil. Shell. <laughs> Does he make his own juices? Um, <laughs> the initial cut of Star Wars... More than you know. <laughs> the initial cut of Star Wars was also famously uninteresting, and it lacked energy, mostly edited as simple wide shot to close up and shot reverse shot dialogue pieces, with the model work for the space scenes being very static and boring. Uh, it didn't help that 20th Century Fox had no faith in the project and just wanted the damn thing finished so they could dump it into the theaters into the middle of the summer dead zone. Of course, the dynamic editing, restrictions due to budget and technology, and being released against other crap movies just dumped them out there, meant that Star Wars became, well, Star Wars, smashing box office records and becoming one of the most beloved and influential pieces of American cinema. So I cut Mr. Lucas a lot of slack when it comes to his involvement with the holiday special, which, while sort of significant, was actually very, very minimal. Oh, so he did script this. He scripted parts of it. Okay. But... He wrote out all the Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so as far as the Wookiee stuff goes... <laughs> 
he did he did give like the producers the Wookiee Bible that he had made of like what? this is how this is how the Wookiees, you know, do things and, and all that stuff. Whether they read it or not is up to them. Okay, so CBS came you can only to the imagine trying to memorize all those lines. Okay, all right. feeling for real though, what's interesting about the Wookiee sounds in this is that Ben Burt went to I love you, dog. <laughs> ben Burt went to a, like, animal sound laboratory place where they have a lot of live animals and you're just supposed to record them and make stuff out of them. Mm. And most of the Wookiee sounds that he got for this actually became, like, Wookiee sounds that got reused in other Star Wars projects. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, makes yeah. Sense. Like the Wilhelm um, scream. Is it the sound for the lightsabers? Like It's part? camera. Yeah, it's camera pieces. It's really neat stuff. Um, ben Burt won sound awards for the sound design in, in Star Wars. Like I mean, it's it incredibly yeah. good. So here here's how this all <laughs> happened. So CBS came to the recently formed Star Wars Company, which would eventually become Lucasfilm, with the proposal for a Star Wars themed holiday special. It was meant to be aired in the second week of December with a lucrative new merchandising deal for toys and assorted other things. Remember that Lucas really made his money by holding on to the merchandising rights for Star Wars and just shilling the hell out of it. Lucasfilm made more off of merchandising than they did off the films themselves. And considering how much money the movies have made, that's saying something. We saw the, we saw the toy X-Wing almost right away. Right, yes. yes. Literally one of the first things that the characters had. to make your own rebel transmitter. Right, yeah, set. that was right. also a, a sweet Christmas yeah. gift. Life day present. Life day Sorry. present, excuse Life me. Excuse Being me. insensitive. <laughs> Uh, so Lucas was initially excited about the project, but he, along with pretty much everybody at the Star Wars company, was up to their eyeballs and alligators working on pre-production for Star Wars 2. He gave them a draft of an idea that centered around Chewbacca trying to make it home for Life Day, the annual galactic holiday celebrating peace and life throughout the galaxy, uh, with his friends needing to help him evade Imperial forces looking to arrest him, which is a decent outline for a quick half-hour Star Wars story. Lucas had already seen the work of the Nelvana Animation Company and commissioned them to produce an 11-minute animated segment focused on one of the characters uh, that was going to be introduced in Star Wars 2, the character of the feared bounty hunter Boba Fett. Uh, and in fairness, that part was dope. That part yeah. is pretty much that the best part. That part was dope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I stand by that. And, that, that, whole, and yeah. that whole thing was scripted by Lucas. So that's the only actual script piece that is a George Lucas joint. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that one when I saw it when I was a kid and yeah. eight years old, and that's the only part I remember of it. It's very striking. Your, like your brain protected you. <laughs> <laughs> Just clung to the one nugget. Eliminate the trauma. Yeah, the trauma just kind of sequestered yep. it away. Yeah. And and it's very striking animation. Like it's it's weirdly stylized. Like it's off-putting at it first. Was, it was yeah. yes. It was R2 Yellow. Do you know the comic artist Mobius? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He did a whole bunch of stuff for heavy metal and so forth. Yeah. Why it looks so heavy metal-ish. Yeah. Okay, very, very, okay. Very but, that makes but, sense. But, but can we talk about <laughs> how long Han Solo yes. is? Yes. <laughs> Han Solo is His abnormally face. elongated in this. Uh, His like, nose is like, about seven inches everyone, long. Everyone is stylized. Yes. And for the most part, I think all of the other characters fall within the same stylized. Basically. Yeah. But, but Han Solo is... <laughs> 
thirty-five percent too long. Yes. It's like <laughs> it's like it came out of the book from the Book of the Dead, the Army yes, of Yes, yes. Exactly. Like all of the other characters <laughs> had these like big, like unnerving eyes. Oh yeah. Han yes. Solo was just like squinty. Yeah. Just, yes. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like whoever was the principal animator on Han Solo had like one still picture of Han. Yeah. Of, of, <laughs> yes. or, no, 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 no. Weird yeah. angle or something. He had one still picture. Of Harrison Ford sneezing. What, like yes. <laughs> or, or that's that's all he had to work off. That's all he had to work off of. All he had was like a clay model, but the guy who made the clay yeah, model just no, no, it was left out in the sun too. Melted yeah. yeah. a lot less. Like, okay, Luke had like this chiseled uh, jaw. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, yeah. And C-3PO blinks. Yeah, from the side. He has nictating eyelids. It is <laughs> like off Like some kind of weird lizard thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess it's and a wire for an yeah, exactly. <laughs> his, his head and his bad. head is bobbling around on a wire. It's and, it's bananas. And R2 is R2 is, is made of jello. Yeah. Yeah. R2 R2 cannot oh, stay on mom. C3PO crosses his arms like yes. his yes. hands he has he has elbow flexibility in this continuity. And you know what? I'm here for that. Let's 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 free the droids. So, apart from the the Nelvana the Nelvana bit, basically the Star Wars the company handed the whole production off to CBS since they had no time to do it themselves. Okay, <laughs> so the script gets passed from producer to producer to writer to writer to writer. Hot potato, hot yeah, potato, pretty hot much. potato, not me. <laughs> Nobody knew what to do with it. Three, um, two, one, not it. It went. It ballooned from a half-hour Chewbacca side story to using that initial idea as a framing device for an hour and a half variety show. That's yeah. how long we I were almost, yeah. to this. I wow. almost think that a half hour, if that was condensed to a half hour, it might not have been so brain... No. It would have been interesting. It certainly would not have been as bad because... It would have been shorter. Exactly. <laughs> Fact <laughs> one, much less of it. And it would have gotten a shoehorn Schindler's list into this movie. Wait, what was the thing <laughs> no. the, uh, the, the the mind evaporator? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the product I want. The mind evaporator. <laughs> the mind evaporator does not at all what you think it does. <laughs> no. It, no, it, it gets you, mentioned yeah. as the mind evaporator, and we're and we're all like, Oh God, it's are, like what a are we about device. to see? Yeah, like, right. why is this getting delivered to this Wookiee family? And no. It is a device for projecting <laughs> pornography <laughs> into the brain of old Wookies. Into yeah. the brain of the oldest, old toothless Wookie, old toothless Grandpa Wookie. Wookie. Yes, <laughs> with a bald patch. So, in case you which, couldn't which tell from big... this, basically, uh, once they had expanded it by that, the wheels were well and truly off the wagon. Um, so, the first two writers to take a swing at this were Leonard Rips and Pat Proft. So Proft would later become famous for his work on the Zucker Abraham Zucker movies. Really? Which are not necessarily high art, but they're funny. Wow. They wrote up the first draft based on Lucas's notes. Their version then was handed off to Bruce Valanche. Yes, Hollywood Square's Bruce Valanche. <laughs> oh my god. Who 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 was instructed to add in some musical numbers and comedy bits, mm -hmm. and who pointed out that having the framing story occur in unsubtitled Wookiee might not be the best oh, idea. Yeah. For those of you who have mercifully not seen the special, the first, what, ten minutes Easily. Roughly, Easily. yes. Are unsubtitled though, Wookiee. You're kind of missing out, though. <laughs> Oh. Yes, yes, Anders, join us in our pain. Anders is a silly boy. <laughs> he just he just doesn't want to suffer alone, I think. Is it? No, 
think it's like every, the rant. I think it's everyone, everybody should see, see this once in everyone their life. Everyone should see this at least once. Yeah, with friends. It's, it is worth noting. Yeah. We like we like to joke around. We're a, a, we're a, a, I like to joke around about something. We we tell tales and stuff. When Greg says <laughs> ten minutes of unsubtitled Wookie. He means that. We I mean that. Understated. It might be more. There's a I'm lot. Sure oh, it was. A Over large the chunk of, of this story is, is just so yes. talking to each other. It in, comes yeah. back to it over and over again. Yes, it does. They just, they just yeah. keep going. But can you there imagine like subtitle. tuning into this for the first time? And you're like, okay, what Star Wars holiday special? Okay, you've got the thing, you've got the thing, you've got the opening thing, and then okay, we're in a Wookiee house. I mean, heck, the opening was pretty good too. The opening was alright. I was actually like, all right, I don't know what everyone was we, saying was so bad about Han Solo and running then, a blockade like, in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not bad. Yeah. You get blasters and it, it, it was it was you know shaky camera. Yes, yeah, sure. It, it was, was shot in very close up. And, you could tell that the set did not extend more than past their shoulders. Very clearly, yeah. Harrison Ford was looking at his lines. His lines. On that table yes. thing in front of him. Yep. Yeah. He was so very just... um, sedate while he was <laughs> evading an imperial blockade. All right, I will say. But then you, then you end up in the Wookiee house, and it's just nothing but Shuriwook for the next who knows how long. But with weirdly earthly appliances yeah. everywhere. It's yes. Like, it's like some it kind is of. It's a 1970s demented... house being lived yeah. in by Wookiees. Well, this weird Isn't fu- it fusion. supposed to be like the imperial. Like indoctrination of well, the pl- has has I, installed I have to like head cannon it to that. 1984 to that. TVs and stuff. Sure, in their yeah, because like, they do that thing where like the Imperials receive messages over it later in the show. Yeah, yes, and but it's like, still, but still like the stove thingy is weird. The well, they when I own... tried to explain it just then, audience, I was doing my <laughs> level best. <laughs> like there is there are, there were no hints of that being the possible no, explanation. You are not guided. This, this, this is the head cannon that we. Desperately yeah. trying to, you have to, come have up to try with. to come up with some logic for this because we're fans, and, and you it has to all fit somehow. Yes, and bro. like you can like almost do it occasionally, but then other times. But then something else happens, and you're like, nope, nothing, nope, nothing nope, works. Nope, nothing works. Nope. Something tore the scab off. Yes. <laughs> so by the time that the final writers, who were also the producers, oh my, oh that seems so. It's yeah. great. Uh, Ken and it's Mitzi good Welch. When gets directly involved in mm-hmm. the artistic mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Ken and Mitzi Walsh were the producers of it. They were the ones who did the final pass on the script, and by the time they were done with the process, uh, the special had more or less become the bloated, unfunny, <laughs> uncomfortable mess that would be shot and aired. A lot of fingers were in the pie, and a lot of people made a lot of suggestions. There is a lot of blame to go around. <laughs> so the script was declared finished in May, and the plan was that they were going to shoot the whole thing over four weeks in late July and August. That is not an overambitious shooting schedule. Um, you can do that because most of these sequences are going to be in large chunks. You're not going to need to edit a ton of, of, of interplay. Um, they hired and the only real set was the was the Wookiee house. Oh, oh you'd think that was the only real set, but that's only what they blew half the budget on. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't forget there's a cantina scene. Yeah, oh, true. Which that's also, the, the Wookiee house was, that was what they blew the, the other half of the, on the, that the Wookiee house, the cantina scene, and then they, they reused the, the 
and then yeah. everything else is like a, a black hall. background. Yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. Old, big old open spaces yep. with lots of lots uh, of weird close up and background. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like it. Weird, weird, rotos weird rotoscoped light effects. Mm -hmm. to, to that dude swallowed his lightsaber. I'm sorry, yeah. but the yeah. lead singer of Jefferson Starship perished. <laughs> <laughs> perished horribly during just, that song. He was incomprehensible. <laughs> I just have to say though, guitar solo for the win. Guitar <laughs> solo was, was it was such a subdued guitar solo too. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I honestly thought that the stereo had gone out on the video. Yeah, I thought we lost audio. I was just like, wait a minute, what quiet. the heck? Is very subtle, very subtle. Uh, so so they hired director... Vanish without a train? I yeah. don't remember the melody anymore, though. Uh, so they hired director David Akumba and budgeted a little over a million dollars for the production. They also made the decision to film on videotape, which was a standard cost-saving method for television at the time. Filming on film would have been way too expensive. Would have been such a waste. Of and it would have been such a waste oh, of film. <laughs> and you could see it from the first scene in the Oh yeah, cockpit. it is. Yeah. It, and this version that we watched, uh, dear listeners, was a fully <laughs> restored version. If you go out and hunt this thing down where it is available publicly on YouTube, uh, it, it is some hard work to find a version that does not look extremely fuzzy. And this was cloudy, no matter, no matter what. And this was fuzzy, yeah. too, it's, but it was still better than... Still yeah. had a lot of Vaseline over the... Yes. <laughs> yep. And of course, then there was parts where they were <coughs> intercutting scenes from actual vid movie footage yeah. to, vi yep. to video footage. Yep. And the... So jarring. The jarring quality <laughs> change. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Everything about this thing is jarring. It's fine. <laughs> it just fits the tone. Um... So the relationship between Akomba and the Welches was not a good one. They were trying to hold the production to a strict timetable, and he was unfamiliar with directing for television. Directing for television is a very different animal than directing for film. Directing for film, you can have a long time to set up shots. Directing for television is like bang, 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 get it done, move on to the next shot. Akomba quit the production after a few weeks of filming. Having yeah, completed, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, having completed the cantina scene and the Jefferson okay. Starship musical number, and having spent Arguably most of the two budget, of the better scenes. two of the better yeah. filmed yeah, scenes. Honestly, yeah, right? I mean, he did, a good, he did about as good a was, job as. And the problem did. here was was that he had spent most of the budget doing those two scenes. Yeah. So the production then had to scramble to find a replacement director, and they found one in our hero Steve Binder. Uh, the production was over budget, badly behind schedule, and now they were into September for something that was supposed to air in December. So Binder's job was very, very simple. Shoot what's on the page and do it fast. <laughs> By the end of production, this is my favorite thing, uh, they were so out of money that the life day scene at the end <laughs> was shot uh... with store-bought candles and store-bought red robes on all of the people playing Wookiees because they couldn't afford Wookiee suits and literal Halloween Chewbacca masks for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Binder got the job done. The film was finished within his schedule and just needed to be edited. Now, he couldn't stick around for the editing due to his schedule. <laughs> yeah, due to his schedule. Running I'm sorry, away. those were heavy air quotes for those Those were not heavy air quotes, sir. No, I will, not, his I will not have Steve Binder be, dis be, be, be maligned during Steve this conversation. Steve Binder said, F this, I'm out. No, actually, no, this is the thing I love about Steve Binder. To this day, he is very proud of the work he did on this thing. Right, and right. I gotta respect all that. Right, all right. So he couldn't stick around for the editing. So the Welches, our heroes, stepped in to do it themselves. And right away, 
everybody knew it was a mess. Uh, the comedy bits were overlong and uninteresting. The musical numbers were jarringly bad. And also overlong and uninteresting. You know, yes. <laughs> uh, the framing story had fallen into a complete mess with stormtroopers acting like, shall we say, historical stormtroopers. <laughs> and it gets very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Harrison Ford didn't want to be there. Carrie Fisher, by her own admission, was on so many drugs she doesn't even recall she it. Wasn't she wasn't there entirely. She, was she, was she falls wasn't. over noticeably twice in yes, this. Yes. Like, it's upsetting. I mean, she basically like, has to hi. catch her. Like, I feel, I feel really bad for her in this thing because she was so obviously impaired. Um, and Mark Hamill, God bless Mark Hamill. Can, All right. we, can we just let that man Ooh. blink? Like, even well, once? No, so he couldn't, sir. His whole face was, like, paralyzed. It would have fallen off. Because of the amount, well, A, it, yes, I, surgical, I just, yep. yeah, get to it. Cause. So, so Mark Hamill uh, does a yeoman's job of trying to sell the material that he's given. But he is also under about 40 pounds of makeup due to the fact that he has just survived a vehicular accident, hmm. uh, which is, by the way, the reason why Luke why looks different in Empire Strikes Back and gets attacked by the Wampa. What made yeah. the Wampa exist. Exactly. What? Exactly. What? He needed what? to get whomped. Yes. That was actually Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's I was like, you know, I thought it was another actor. I was like, I think could have got our Mark he, Hamill for this movie. <laughs> nope, that was him. <laughs> he looks like a Ken doll. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a completely <laughs> looks different person. Very weird. Yeah. Oh my god. The shape of his face. And is the yeah, shape of his face wrong. is different. It's, it yeah. looks long. Coloration is definitely and, and no, the coloration is because of, of that makeup. makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and wow. and again in the bless Mark Hamill thing of this, apparently, uh, he had the good sense to veto singing a musical number of his oh own. Well, so oh my good God. job. Was it even like him a du a duet between him and R2? I have no idea. <laughs> oh. I have no idea how that would have been staged, but it would have been overly Why long and not funny. <laughs> You know what? It would, it would have been, would have been, uh, would have been Fievel and his sister from American Tale through the stars of the universe. No. Well, this I would mean, have been a techno number. Yeah, techno. I mean, you know the old thing about how like R two is the like the filthiest character in all of film. They have to bleep everything he says. It works. Yeah, that's Chopper for sure. Oh, Come Chopper's on. the best. Let's, let's be real. Let's be real. Chopper. You're like, yeah. well, we can actually do with Chopper. We kind of all wanted R two to be doing so. Uh, all right, now. Friends, <laughs> I hope we're still friends after this. Uh, there are some redeeming qualities of this special. Mm. I think we can all agree Absolutely. on that. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got to say, I've got to say, B. Arthur, despite the material given to her, does a good job. Yeah. The that sequence is nearly unwatchable, her, her, but it's not her fault. The setting, on the other it, hand, the is, setting is no, fantastic. You, you, you've got the return of the cantina band. Yes, with, with all the, the costumes, with all the costumes. Yes. In fact, the co honestly, the alien costume work in that scene looked better than in the original scene. I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to go that far. I'm not sure I'm going to go that far. I, it might a lot have just of those been, costumes looked a little, a little cleaner. They were getting them in close up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. More or less ruined by our friend Volcano Head Six Figures. Yes. <laughs> Volcano Head Six uh, Figures. Harvey Corman. All right, all right. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about Harvey Corman for a second here. Um, <laughs> he got three comedy scenes. So Harvey Corman has three comedy bits in this thing. And, and, Wait, he and was the android, too? He was the android yes. and, the cooking, yes. and the cooking woman. Oh, and God, that's yes. right. So, so oh, here's God, the thing. All, all of them are bad. Video um, was the best of the three. 
But yes, honestly, the physical humor was. That's uh, what he's the, what he's we, for. we should say that his his comedy bits are an acquired taste, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was apparently a huge presence behind the scenes and keeping everybody's spirits up. So that's nice. <laughs> also, fun fact: uh, one of the producers actually wanted Robin Williams for that role. Oh, oh man. And I, missed opportunities. I can't tell if it's a missed opportunity or if it would have like been even I, worse I, because I you're like. No! Could, could it have ended William's career? <laughs> no. It didn't end Carmen's. No. It didn't end Harvey Corman's. Okay. All right. Or, amazingly enough, the rest of the people. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Somehow the I, franchise survived. Well, they came thing. back with Empire. They came yeah. back strong. I feel like Robin Williams would have had a better energy for it, for the bits. I don't know, I man. Think he I mean, would have. His, his cooking his, scene would have been so much yes. funnier. And more, and, and, as well as the robot scene. I the don't know if you can make is, those funnier because they are so unfunny to begin God, with. Yes. Well, well, so but the, the robot scene, maybe. Yeah, the robot scene, maybe. He has such good... Rob Williams has such good energy and physicality. I think it would have worked very well. He, he'd already been very very good in a lot of his other um, projects. And, and yeah. So I, 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 think I totally think he would I think he'd probably go... He would probably have gone all Disney genie, to be quite honest. That's sure. Exactly. And, and, and that kind of ridiculousness <laughs> might have actually made the cooking scene yeah. funny. They, they Although, should have leaned into the... Instead of just like creepy blackface, it was weird. It was weird. It was very weird. Right. It was Um, four four arms. Four arms. Four arms. Blackface. It reminds me a lot of those of those like classic like vaudevillian kind of sketches where you've got somebody sitting behind somebody else pretending that they're their arms. It's just usually those are funny. I don't know. I, I don't know a better way to put that. Yeah, it was like a super discount Lucy and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Feeling. I, I, I think a part of it is also like they make it they make it clearly clear that this is supposed to be an impossible task, right? Because this the, the cook actually has funny. four arms. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But the 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 mother wook. What's her name again? Mala. Mala, Mala is the mother Mala, wookie. Yes. Mala. She keeps she, up. She keeps or... up, and it, she doesn't seem phased at all. If, if she had seen, well, like, dude, oh my gosh, maybe I can't she, keep up with this. She does shut it off in kind of a huff, so maybe yeah. she was phased. It's just really hard to tell because they're yeah. Wookiees. Right. Uh, no they have, like, almost no facial They have facial, no way of moving their faces. Facial yeah. emotions. Yeah. Although, I will say this. Stan Winston actually did the Wookiee suits for the three principal Wookiees. And, and like, they're good Wookiee suits. You can yeah. tell them apart. They're very yeah. individualistic. Um, <laughs> but they're not... Like the, the actors under them, especially in those close-up oh, shots, God. have to emote <laughs> very strongly with their eyes, and with their eyes, eyes yeah, as much yeah. as possible. Yeah, with yeah, the yeah, eyes absolutely. and body motions, well, and yeah. they're yeah, not getting it quite action. as much. Exactly. A lot of I, it has to do with the you body. Saw, you well, saw most of, of that in the old man Wookiee. He was like the most expressive of yeah. the three of them. Yeah, when he's watching his weird, creepy, like <laughs> woman in his brain porn. The strange lower yes. jaw. Yes, yes, yes. Don't make the noise. He's getting his mind evaporated. Thank you. Yes, that's what's happening. Can you please stop? I have fantasy. Yeah, it's off-putting. It's super, super uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. His that he's really into human women. I guess it's uncomfortable. I'll be honest, I kind of fell asleep during our That's probably good. I, <laughs> I can just see so many parents sitting down with their kids to watch it on the holidays and getting to this scene and being like, and their kids are like, I want to leave. And they're like, I can't. If Look I, away. I, I can't, if I tell them to leave, they'll know it's the best. There's something yeah, wrong. Lying. Yeah, there's a, this, I feel like, do you, feel, do you guys feel like this led to an awakening for a lot of 1970s children? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> 
Um, uh, at, any rate, at any rate, at any rate, fun side note about the people in the Wookiee costumes. Um, it was so hard to breathe and they became so dehydrated that between shots, a nurse would come around with an oxygen thing, like on, on a tube, like force it into the Wookiee throat so they could get better oxygen. Yeah. Here's oh some air. <laughs> like same thing with the cantina aliens, because a lot of those masks didn't fit right. And so yikes. Um, uh, as far as other high points, lights. yeah, a lot of hot lights, a lot of very thick latex costumes. Uh, as far as other high points go, the Boba Fett animated sequence is fantastic. fine. Excellent. Yeah. Sorry, I say the word fantastic. That is in relative. context. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, fantastic in that it was like fit, like weird fantasy, like even sure, yeah. more so. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, the yeah. whole thing is like watching somebody else's fever dream. He's like right. there's no he's riding very on a heavy metal dinosaur. Yeah. And it's the same animators. Our yeah. heroes yeah. in the Boba Fett short are after a, a mystic talisman. Yes. That puts humans to sleep. That has a sleeping, sleeping disease? disease or yeah. virus. 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 Yep. And you Designed have to be by the Empire. You yes. have to be hung upside down to survive. Which stretches out Han Solo's face a lot, I think. Which, I think that's right. the, the in-universe explanation. At least that's the headcanon that, yes. like the we, that we have to come up with. You said yeah. the word fantastic, and like, like yes, Star, it, it, Star Wars yeah. is a space fantasy, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, space but, wizards. But, like, magic talismans is... Like a little bit too far past where they usually go. It's kind of getting into you know the Night Sisters a little bit, kind of realm of magic with a K, which none of which existed yet, by the way. Right. The only thing that I do think I saw a Night Sister in the Cantina. They looked like there was a very short one. I feel like I feel like what it was was like somebody, the person who designed the Night Sisters in the new show, was like going through like old aliens uh, that they'd used right. once yeah, yeah, and been right. like oh my god what is this we never used this before so yeah. yeah um okay can we all agree however that these high points do not make up for the pain parade that god, is no. this holiday no. special they're just they're just you know brighter <laughs> all of the dross that they are in the middle of you they're, could do you could do a 27 minute supercut of this <laughs> yes, yes. experience. They're, they're, they're the brief moments when the torturer each... stops pulling your teeth. Right. Yeah. Dear listener, however bad you think it is, it is worse. <laughs> Do you guys have a moment that you can point to other than I think we can all agree that the mind evaporator is so uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> that you can point to that is like probably. The, the moment that jumped out to you as, oh, God, what are they doing? Uh, I'd say, for me, it was the, the stormtrooper going into the child's room yes! to toss it, killing his toy bomb. Yes! <laughs> and then and then the threatening the child with, with a, his gun. With yes! his gun. Just because he feels like it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely like an all Imperials are bad vibe in this whole thing. Like, the Imperials are, are very heavy-handed. And I'm not saying that, you know... I mean, that tracks. That's, that, that's, that's basically their hat, it's yeah. But at the same time, it's like, we don't tune into necessarily a holiday special to watch a gun being put in the face of a minor. Like, that's not... <laughs> it doesn't scream peace, love, and joy to me. Um, I, I gotta say, Carson, during this whole thing, my favorite moment was the four or five times, or three or four times, that you would turn around and say... Are you feeling in the festive spirit <laughs> right. now? I, I checked in with the group at a couple of moments to ask if we were feeling festive or in a Christmassy mood. A life day mood. No. There really isn't. No. <laughs> no. Like, perhaps 
perhaps a teeny tiny bit at the very end during the the during the bit where all of the Wookiees step into the light. <laughs> yes, they walk into a star of some kind and then show up in the hangar where they filmed the end of the first movie. Uh, with with so, the music. With, with the, the music. music. With the, and with that music. is a stretch. So <laughs> that is a stretch. That it's, no, it was where, festive. They all, where they all were at the life tree, where you can very yes. clearly see the See the metal machine. outline and the cement floor under the life tree. Yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was a little bit, like, kind of early on about machine. where they were, they were, like, giving presents and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. The trader guy. I'll give you like, that. There was a little bit of, like, a Christmassy, like, oh, we're going to get our presents, and then there was something about, like, oh, the Imperial show we're going to... Watch this recording, which then went off on a weird, weird. I don't. No, we're not talking about that. (laughs) None of of this mattered. Like none of this mattered. This whole thing could have been the half hour. Chewie comes home. Whatever. Some of the 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 randomness of the the most random musical bit was during the uh, occupation of the house. Yes. And and this. No. What what was he again? I can't remember what he's called. It wasn't the one of the the traitors. It was it was it was one of the officers. One of the officers. Oh, he, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the gunnery The traitor officer. gets this officer to sit down oh, and watch right. Jefferson's starship. Right. Or gets him to watch an entire song from Jefferson's starship on Wait, a hologram machine. And, did we all just forget about yes. that? Yes! Is he the only one who remembered? Our no, brains are no, still trying no, to protect no, ourselves. No, I spoke about how Jeff, the Jefferson starship <laughs> performance was incomprehensible earlier. And it is. Yeah. And, and it I, really... I, I I I, I kind of like that song a little bit. Sure, it rocks. That said, it was definitely one of those moments where, like, at Left one point during train. it, you're like, "Wait a minute, this is still going on." Yeah, yeah. Like, like did this scene <clears throat> end like five minutes ago? Yeah, and, and, and then he back and he's still sitting there, and he's still watching it. And his because you need to stick to the framing device, guys. Don't you know anything about variety shows on television? His supervisor doesn't even bat an eye. No, his supervisor's like, "Yeah, no, it's fine. Take five, Mike. Just take five. Watch some YouTube videos." He is. Throw this house That's essentially what he's doing. And yes, he's, he's mesmerized like, by this. Yes, he's yeah. like, oh, he, he smiles. Get he and this is the smiles. Yeah. At the end of the it. second, like, that was nice. the second of <laughs> the second of two mini stage. Yes, scenes. Yes. Right, because the first one, the first is, one is that weird on like the Jajarik table, the kid yeah. watching it on the except for the one that somehow came to life next to it. I his. think he just enlarged it. I yeah. think that's all it just was. Yeah. Still on Again, you're like trying to make... I'm making it make <laughs> sense, <laughs> damn it! We, we're like, trying to headcanon it. It's either that, or there was something in that candy the kid ate, and he started to trip, uh-huh. and there... Okay, oh. look, maybe that explains the whole special. <laughs> the kid, we see the kid sneak a candy that his mother very clearly tells him, don't eat no, that. Right. Clearly, Those are just for adults. <laughs> we don't know what she said at all. That's true, we're we don't know what she said. We're a lot from... <laughs> right. Well, she gestures and then he puts yeah, it right. back and then he swipes it again. I'm just saying. So while it is unsubtitled, the the Wookie parts are you can follow. Them. Yeah, you, they're you can, followable, yeah. so you don't totally lose. There's no nuance. You're to not there. totally honestly, off the honestly, rails, but it would have been a lot. Honestly, yeah. it would have been a lot worse if they were subtitled. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, because there would have been a had, lot of stuff. Not only that, because then it would have not just insulted our eyes, but also our intelligence. Right. Yes, I'm with <laughs> you. We would have just had really, really bad dialogue. As it's it was, we could true. pretend maybe it was really good dialogue. <laughs> we just didn't understand well, it's, it. It's Schrodinger's dialogue. Please don't remove the box. <laughs> well, what we did was almost exclusively talk over it yeah. and make jokes <laughs> because it's unwatchable. Uh, all right, so. What could they do? Well, they slapped this edit together and they dumped it out on air. Not in December, but on November 17th 
at oh. 7 p.m. Oh. Eastern Standard uh, Time. So, you so were right. I wasn't for a treat. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> they put this. They dumped this out at 7 p.m. on a Friday, people. <laughs> this was a clear. Nobody's gonna watch that. And yes, that is the day we are recording. Yeah, I was this. gonna say, wait a minute. Today's the 17th. Holy crap! Happy life. You day. Day. Happy, life day. Happy life day. Happy life day. Happy life day. Right. <laughs> So, Carson, 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 so, they so, so they knew they had a mess on their hands. They did promote it a little bit. There are some spots you can find online from like TV Guide and things like that. But this got dumped out on a Friday night. And 13 million people watched it. Wow. Oops. And all of them hated it. Uh, the critics hated it. The viewers complained. Uh, the cast and crew distanced themselves from it immediately, with the notable exception of our hero, second director Steve Binder, who to this day is still proud of the work he did, which, let's be honest, is honestly, a, that is quite a feat in the world of filmmaking. You're handed that, and you have to finish it in that timetable, and he did it. There's something to be he, proud of that. He, the end result yes. might have been hot garbage. He definitely stitched together and electrified... The, yes. the Frankenstein's monster <laughs> yes. in the movie. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, and I can respect his enjoyment of getting the job done. Everybody's entitled to be proud of the work that they do. And let's be fair, we're still talking about it. And let's be fair, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so this special has never special. in any form been re-aired or re-released <laughs> keep in mind most holiday specials around this time would be aired over and over and over and this was not this aired oh, one time literal once <laughs> once in november in november <laughs> and never re-released now there is a caveat to that the boba fett cartoon has been released independently. You can watch it on Disney Plus or on the Star Wars Blu-ray complete set if you want to. Uh, but the Star Wars folks would rather we all just kind of forget about this thing. And the the it, Jelly Planet was pretty cool. The Jelly Planet from the Boba Fett <laughs> thing was pretty cool. Uh, and likely it would have been forgotten had not some fans videotaped it when it aired. <laughs> now those yeah. videotapes and copies of those tapes circulated the nerd underground for decades. Nerds never forget. Yeah. Uh, being traded at conventions or sold out of the trunks of cars. This is the second gen, man. Second gen. <laughs> Until the advent... Only been washed three times. <laughs> the spindle heads are so clean. You washed that three times? <laughs> Until the advent of accessible internet video, wherein several different recordings have been uploaded to YouTube and file sharing sites. In fact, there is a dedicated official YouTube channel <laughs> called the Star Wars Holiday Special that has the version we just watched, which is the cleaned up 60 frames per second version in about the best quality you could possibly see it in. Really glad that was a 60 And did they just play it over and over and over again like an actual Christmas, they Christmas should. story? They should. They <laughs> should. Right? Live feed. Just there's a, there's a cut the that's seven hours long that just loops that it. That just loops yeah. it, yeah. Uh, despite a small but vocal fan push for a dedicated, actually remastered release, uh, that has never happened. If you see a version of this on Blu-ray or DVD, it is not real. <laughs> um, not licensed, anyway. It is not licensed. Uh, Did he have them all destroyed? <laughs> okay, so that is one of the stories, is that George Lucas has said, 
uh, at least on two occasions that if he had the time and money, he would track down every copy of it and smash it with a hammer. Unfortunately, it's on the internet now, yeah. yes. and it cannot be killed. It's in our minds it's now. Like the original, <laughs> the original. Okay, so the video. original video of it. Therein lies a story. <laughs> uh, we're not entirely sure what happened to it. The original film proof was believed to be held at uh, at, at Lucasfilm. Um, under heavy guard, one can assume. Uh, but Carrie Fisher claims that George Lucas gave it to her when she asked for it in exchange for doing a bunch of, of, of side work for him, basically. Mm. She's, she's like, don't pay me. Give me your copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special. And apparently... <laughs> She would use it when it was time for her party goers to leave. She would put it on. And get if you wait for too long, you're going to hear me sing. Yep. And I've got to say, reading Carrie Fisher's autobiographies are a hoot. She's great. And um, I, I just... Uh, her personality that comes out of her biographies, you can absolutely see her doing something like that. Like, absolutely. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, but as far as, like, an official archived print, and again, it was on videotape, so it, it, I'm, I, I don't know if it's been mastered on anything else, but an official archived print of the Star Wars Holiday Special, there may not actually be one. It's in the Disney vault along with Song of the South. Well, I doubt it, because, like, <laughs> Song of the South was actually theatrically released, has been released on video. We know that there's an archival copy of that. I mean, if all there was was a single original master video, that, yeah. that actual physical piece of media may literally have deteriorated. Oh, yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it probably doesn't exist. And unless they, unless they made unless more copies of it to restore it and right. to archive it. Or to put it on archival footage to be seen. Well, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm with you, Doug. I, it, <laughs> Disney has it. They have it. There's, Disney has there's everything. No question. Well, they have when it. Disney, it's, it's in their vault somewhere. When Disney acquired all of Lucasfilm's assets, this is the document I would love to get my hands on. I would love to find out <laughs> the list of assets. The list. Like, no, like, no, no, no. Not we'll, all of them. We'll just take, the list of film assets. I just want to know. They, they said, "We'll take the whole thing, but Except, you better not leave out that Christmas special." There it is. Right. right. <laughs> That's the one. We get that, or the whole deal's off. Yeah. Yes, the uh, the entire deal was nearly torpedoed today when George Lucas refused to release the holiday special. Well, the thing he is, claimed it didn't exist uh, anymore. Disney needed that blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just don't want an official one getting out right now. So if 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 they if the original got out, then they would be on the hook for it. So they need to have control of that. So, oh, they, that's so we're gonna get. We're like still Disney, talking like, about it, which means in another ten or twenty years, it's gonna be like super like. I don't know. It's good. then they're gonna actually have a real release of it and make a bunch of money off of it. Yeah. So, it's all their master long plan. So what's interesting? To, to so what's interesting? What's interesting is that in 1980, George Lucas was convinced it was about to be released on videotape. He said he didn't want it to be, but the powers that be at Fox were going to release it. That never happened. In the late 1990s, when the Phantom Menace was becoming, it was like balling up to be that phenomenon release that it was. There was an yeah, it, it was a big deal when it was released. It wasn't good, but it was a big deal. Um, when that when that whole windup started happening, people were like, "Well, what about the holiday special? Will that be released on video now?" And again, it got floated, and it never happened. When the sequel trilogy was in theaters, people were like, "Look, it's available widely on the internet. 
why not just release it? And it still wasn't released. So See, I don't know what it's going to take. They're not going to release it. They're going to do a live action remix of it. And ah! <laughs> All of the parts are played by AI. Yeah, it's just going to be an AI. Movie. We're just going to have like Arcanian Galley. Live action. The six yeah. fingered no, man will have seven fingers. Thing you have the actors in front of the screen show. Yes. It'll become a rock right? and roll. That, that, that could actually have some legs to it. Everyone would sing the songs. Go, oh, God. I don't know. I, I just. With the with the glasses, I love the, the idea scene. of a re-release. I really do. But why? But well, a, why? <laughs> but b, how how do you paper over Grandpa watching weird porn on Life Day? Like it is weird. There, it is weird. Yeah, that's that's hard. That's a hard line, right? That there. and the Disney brand. Like yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if they do like another oh. Blu-ray or whatever release of all of the Star Wars movies, they just have like one extra disc like tucked under the paper <laughs> on the side, where like some it's, somebody figures it out and they're like, "Oh my God, there's a whole other disc on it, here," and it's unlabeled. It's right. gonna be redone in Lego. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. I don't want that. <laughs> Although that does bring up a neat thing. Friends, did you know that there is another holiday special? Yeah, it I is saw the it. Star Wars Lego holiday special. I that. And I it's fantastic. That. It's fantastic. It is good. All right. And that is that's it. That is the weird, disturbing story of the Star Wars holiday special. An important lesson in managing the creative rights to your work. <laughs> uh, and from all of us oh. here at Relative Disasters, happy <laughs> life day! Happy <laughs> life day. <laughs> now go watch the special.